The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, welcome back to Making Monsters. I'm Taylor Dahl, that's Dylan Ryan, and we have a bunch of fun stuff coming up with you for you the next week or so. Obviously, we are coming off hot a week out now from the big trade. The biggest trade in the history of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> the Chicago Bears have made. Uh, they trade with the Carolina Panthers down to nine. They get two first, two seconds, and wide receiver DJ Moore in this trade. Huge, massive, amazing DJ Moore already statistically is the best Chicago Bear wide receiver that's ever been here, um, which is sad and exciting, I guess, at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think Brandon Marshall is the closest to that, but it, it's love it. Love Ryan Poles. He started so hot, and obviously... This week being free agency, there's been all sorts of things going on. Uh, But these episodes are more so geared towards the draft. So obviously with the Bears, which just to preface this, we recorded this particular interview that we are going to air literally the day before. I think it was Thursday, literally the day before the draft. Um, And so this is... Technically, us talking before we knew exactly what was going on. But honestly, on a lot of the stuff we talked about was like, oh, yeah, like still the, fitting. Yeah, we were still like nine is like a similar spot. We're seeing the yeah. Panthers a lot as a place we're looking at. Yeah. So, because in my mindset, we both knew like the Bears weren't staying at one. We knew yeah. they were trading back. We just weren't sure if that was going to be to two, four, seven, or nine. Those were kind of the ones we were looking at. So, we were doing these podcast series. A uh, little mini podcast series uh, as in, okay, if we do trade back, let's say we trade back past four and are not getting Will Anderson, what are the potential pe- what are the potential draft prospects that the Chicago Bears can get at one of those other spots? So that was our mindset going into this. Now that we know it's nine, we know even more so maybe what, it, what the possibilities are. Um, Will Anderson definitely out. Unless some like weird miracle happens and he falls to nine, which I just don't see happening, um, we lost we lost him. But yeah. it's okay because we got two first, two seconds. We got uh, Carolina. We got DJ Moore. Like I mentioned, the the free agency just started today. We've already got uh, Tremaine Edmonds and Nate Davis and TJ Edwards for a steal. TJ Edwards, for a steal, TJ Edwards, and so there's a lot of a lot of pieces on the move. Probably by the time this airs, there's going to be even more pieces. So that's just at na- as now, like what we are recording, what has been announced. But so we are going to go through a list of guys that we think could potentially be drafted by the Bears at spot nine. This doesn't mean it's who we want to be drafted by the Chicago Bears at nine. I'm going to be honest. Some of these people 
I don't want the Bears yeah. draft. And we'll talk about that. You know, like we'll go over like, yes, I see that I kind of want this. I don't want this. Heck no. Um, because there are some and we're both kind of vocal about that. Um, so the first episode we are doing is on uh, Iowa's Lucas Van Ness. The local Barrington boy. The local Barrington boy. You'll learn more about him and his local ties to the Chicago Bears. Um, but he obviously, he's a 6'5", 272, 34-inch arm, 11-inch hand. Um, he had a pretty good combine. Everybody was talking about him a decent amount at the combine. The crazy thing is that Lucas Van Ness did not start a single game at Iowa. He was a backup the time he, the entire time he was there, um, but somehow is still projected in the top 10. It's all about uh, the measurables. Or top 10, 15, yeah. something like that. Um, so when you're looking at, for example, uh, the top, the uh, the draft network, which we had those guys on previously, they have Lucas Van Ness, which he has, he was a little higher on their list uh, previously, but he has dropped a little bit. So I'll have to look, they have him at 28 now. So he's dropped to their 28th prospect. So mm-hmm. uh, it would be a little bit of a reach. Um, I think some of that is because he never started. So it's just kind of like, okay, he did great when he was in there and he did great when he was out on special teams and stuff like that. And we'll learn a little bit more about him, but he's definitely a name that has floated around. Uh, so we will go ahead and get into the interview and so pretty much the the gist of the the sorry the gist of these interviews are for us to just get to know these guys maybe a little bit more because these are all possibilities that the bears could be taking these guys so i think it's just it's really important um for us to see all of the possibilities because there's a lot of ways we could go and we're in the midst of free agency so who knows what ryan poles is thinking right now at nine yeah and like we still do so have so many holes that like the reason like it's so funny because like we were still a lot there was a good amount of players that we were going to take you know eventually if we were at like four let's say but the amount of players we could take now has only increased so much more because it feels like such a wider range of guys available here and you know there's so many holes in this team that like we go offensive line we go defensive line there are some people who even still want us to go corner which i think is crazy but we'll get into that at some point later down the road so yes and like hey there's even a running back up there people want yes so, oh, there it's, is it's and a we're lot definitely of going to get to that one because i had a lot of tweets i said do i need to do one on this particular running back and everyone said heck yes so um anyways we're going to go ahead and jump to this interview it is uh we're going to talk to chat ja- Ch- sorry Chad Lysticko. Um, he's a Hawkeye Sports columnist for DM Register and the Press Citizen. So we'll go ahead and jump to that and then just recap it a little bit, whatever he says. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
All right, now we are joined by Chad Lysticko. He is the Hawkeye Sports columnist for Des Moines Register and Press Citizen. Uh, Chad, thanks so much for jumping on with us. Obviously, for the Chicago Bears this season, it's a a very important offseason. There's a lot of holes to fill, but luckily for the Bears this season, they have a lot of money to spend. They have that first overall pick. Not totally sure where they're picking yet because obviously we don't know if or where they are trading down. Uh, but that's why we are here today because obviously the Iowa the Iowa defense is something we talked a lot about in the college football world. And they talk about the offense a lot too, but I don't know if it was for the same reasons. And that's yeah. this is coming from a former Cyclone, so I just hope you know that. Yeah, so we want to talk, obviously, about Lucas Van Ness because after the Combine, his name started being talked about a little bit more. So let's start about let's start with that. Uh, his performance at the Combine, was it what you expected? Did you expect a little more? Were you not totally sure how he would perform, or was he right on par? Yeah, I mean, I th- from all accounts, it sounded like uh, it went really well for Lucas. Uh, the 4.58 in the 40-yard dash was by far an all-time record uh, for Iowa defensive linemen. The previous record was 4.75. Uh, and he did look very smooth in the 40. I thought that, the, uh, you know, he seemed like he tested well. Um, you know, he's just, uh, you know, he has the nickname Hercules. Uh, mm-hmm. He got that from his teammates. And he, I think that's kind of followed him around. He's He's a very chiseled, <laughs> chiseled athlete, uh, very strong, uh, and just has a really high motor. So it, it seemed like to me the combine just sort of backed up what scouts had seen, and I know we'll probably get into, you know, the fact that he never started a game at Iowa, but uh, you know that that really does not seem to be a negative, you know, as far as uh, scouts are concerned. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things I do want to get to. But I first, I want to kind of jump to his, the experience he has with both interior and edge. When you look at him, they're listing him as an edge, but obviously he has that experience in the interior, and the Bears are needing in both aspects of that defensive line. Which one to you is there? Obviously that stronger position, I'm guessing, would be the edge because that's where kind of he performed the most. But is there a big gap between the two for Lucas? Well, here's kind of the background on, on Lucas's uh, two years of playing at Iowa. Had, you know, redshirted as a true freshman. That was the uh, COVID year. And then he played the last two years. So he, he was really just a redshirt sophomore. So he was pretty untapped. But they needed him inside as a sophomore. I mean, they had they had good edge rushers. They had Chauncey Golson, who was drafted by the Cowboys. Uh, they've, they've had, uh, you know, he, so they, they used him inside. He was an undersized. Defensive tackle as a redshirt freshman, probably about six, you know, six five, two sixty five, something like that, as a defensive tackle, and he ended up tying for the team lead in sacks with seven sacks, um, and he was, you know, in in limited snaps. So um, that was encouraging. Then the whole plan last year, uh, this past season, was to use him on the edge. He, that's what he did all in spring ball and um, in fall camp, but they just had some. Uh, attrition inside very, very early in the season. So Iowa decided to move him back inside just because, you know, in a pinch, he knew how to play inside. And, and he was dominant again. He ended up at a defensive tackle. Uh, he had nine quarterback pressures uh, against records in week four. Oh. And he just has uh, a, a significant motor um, off the snap. And he's, you know, even though he didn't start a game, he played. Uh, the second most snaps of any defensive lineman for the Hawkeyes. And as you guys referenced, you know, they have a really good defense. They were number one in the country this year in defense. But, you know, to me, and it sounds like from talking to his father and his trainer, he's a prototypical edge guy at the next level. So Bears run 4-3, right? 
So, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, edge. Yeah, uh, classic edge guy. So that's exactly what the Bears, uh, you know, need after you know trading Khalil Mack and, and losing Robert Quinn in the trade. Yeah, so obviously the big story with Luke Van Ness that every Bears fan wants to go to is he's a kid from Barrington that grew up as a Bears fan. How much do you think it would mean to him to get the chance to put on the Bears jersey and play for them at Soldier Field? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I did a big piece on him ahead of the Combine. And, yeah, his you know, his family, uh, a Bears fan, and uh, you probably know this, but he is dating Cole Komet's sister. Oh, so, I don't think I did know that, actually. Wow, that is that is well, a very yeah, fun little tidbit right there. Yeah, and so uh, that's actually how he got connected with the agent he got uh, connected with. He's Cole's same agent as Cole Komet. So uh, they have that uh, kind of kinship there. And that's, you know, it was kind of a unique story during Iowa's bye week last season. Uh, that was the week that the Bears played on Thursday night against the Commanders. And I know, you know it, was a, it was a bad memory for the Bears fans that night. But, uh, you know, what happened was. Uh, Lucas Van Ness went to the game with Cole Komet's family because he was back because it was Iowa's bye week. And that's how he got connected with uh, that particular agent initially. And then they ended up signing with him uh, out of athlete. So uh, you know, that's pretty uh, kind of a cool little connection there. And I do believe that uh, uh, the same agent represents uh, Maddie Verflus and Ryan Poles. So, oh, wow. You know, wow. It's There's there just the all the connections there. there. It's written in the stars, yeah, it sounds so, like. Yeah, so they, you know, certainly they have familiarity with that agent, and uh, uh, you know, all from all indications, you know, there's, you know, Lucas is doing really, really well uh, with their trainers. I love hearing that, and it's funny because right before we hopped on with you, I was kind of like, I'm looking at Lucas Van Ness, and I was like, he reminds me so much. I just get all of like the Cole Komet vibes and Jack Sanborn, who the bear, he went undrafted last year right. from Wisconsin. But they're all Bears fans. They're all the all, West Suburbs just... <laughs> kids. That's what they're doing. They just pump them out. <laughs> so I was like, I love this. So that's even funnier now that knowing that he is uh, dating Komet's sister. But obviously, there's a lot of positives surrounding him with arm length as a big thing, his uh, his acceleration off the line, his explosion. Explosiveness, all of those things. Are there? Is there any one at, uh, particular attribute that you would say really stands out when you are watching him play? Well, uh, I can get. First of all, um, yeah, he he has uh, terrific closing speed. I mean, like I said, he ended up uh, tying for the team lead of sacks uh, as a defensive lineman. He finishes the play when he gets there. He's mm-hmm. strong. Um, he'll chase down the quarterback. I mean, obviously that five, five four five eight is a really good time. Uh, but I guess I'll point you to. You know, an aspect, um, you know, that I've reported on and everything like that, that he has never had a serious injury in his career. And he was a hockey player out of Barrington. So that's where his basis of his athleticism really was built as a a hockey player. And he just got into football pretty late. He was a late bloomer in football, uh, late bloomer, you know, in the recruiting trail. All of his offers kind of came after his, you know, going into his senior year. So he, and he ended up being, I think, the 17th rated recruit out of Iowa's 21 in that particular class. So he wasn't like a highly recruited guy. Um, he had Ivy League offers, stuff like that. But it, that injury history is just crazy. His dad is a chiropractor in Barrington, Jason Van Ness. And uh, you, know, you can look up his practice. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked about some of that stuff. And it's uh, they've constantly managed, like, small injuries so they don't become big ones. And I think that's a, a yeah, huge selling point for teams is, his medical history is extremely clean. His mileage is extremely low in terms of college snaps. Yet his upside is, you know, off the charts because of just how physically dominant he is. And he just has an intense passion for working out. And uh, he's, he's still pretty raw. 
mm-hmm. you know, from that sense. He's only played two years of college ball. So next thing you know, uh, you're gonna tell I me mean, his that, or, that out to me. Yeah, next thing you know, you're gonna tell me his mom's a bodybuilder, and I'll just be like, I'll feel great <laughs> about it. So you know, but uh, there's been a lot of volatility. I feel like when it comes to where Lucas is gonna get drafted, I saw a mock draft recently with him going somewhere around like eight or nine. I've also seen some places with him going as low as like the mid twenties. What is the feel around Iowa City right now as to where he might be end up going? You know, um, I don't know about you know Iowa City feel. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I think we're just kind of like, you know, everybody who follows Hawkeye football is like, you know. Wow, this guy never started for us, but he's going. He's going to go in the top ten, maybe or top fifteen. I mean, that it is kind of crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. He never started a game at Iowa, and that's just because they used him uh, almost as a specialist. Again, uh, it's that high motor. I mean, he goes every time he's on the field, and so you know he played about forty, forty-five snaps a game, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would they would use him in specialized positions. They would find the we the, the mismatch and let him go at it and they would get him in on third down. So I know I'm kind of on a tangent there, so I don't know where he's going to go. <laughs> it's kind of a surprise to us uh, here at Iowa in a way, but uh, you know, I, you know, I like the idea. Um, you know, I'm, I happen to be a Bears fan myself and I like the idea of, you know, trading out of that first and maybe getting, getting, uh, you know, Lucas in that 12 range, something like that. Um, just because if he's your second guy, especially mm-hmm. in that first round. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him in the Packers around seventeen ish. No, no. Exactly no. Not going there. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I did <laughs> see fan getting drafted by Packers. No, oh, it's terrible. Well, Skaronsky, he's a, a Packers Packer fan, fan, and he's someone who's been really high on a lot of Bears fans' uh, list. So something else, though, I've been really thinking about is Iowa historically. You think two positions. You think offensive linemen, particularly interior offensive linemen. And tight ends. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear a lot about, you know, defensive ends. You got guys like AJ and Vanessa, who was pretty good recently. Lucas Van Ness, obviously. What do you think you should tell the Bears fans who are like, why are we drafting a defensive end from a school that plays, you know, big guys like tight ends and offensive player, offensive linemen? Well, I mean, Iowa was number one in the country in defense last year. And a big reason for that was because their defensive line was, uh, they rotated eight man guys and he was their best one. <laughs> so, you know, it, You've got the number one defense in the country. Uh, you have the Buckets winner behind him, but you know, this is a really, really good defensive line last year, and he was the best defensive lineman. Just because he didn't start, part of it was because they had two fifth-year seniors, you know, who you know knew how to exactly play the run and all that stuff. And then you've got on court your, you know, your behemoth, your Hercules on third down. So I, I think he'll get great coaching at the next level hit, and. Uh, you know, just the physical gifts that he has. I mean, that's really what you want, right? You want a guy that oh, yeah. uh, is hungry to learn, uh, a lot of power, uh, get to the quarterback. That's all the name of the game in the NFL. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I agree. And there, there's another tight end, I think, coming out for Iowa. The Sam Laporta is one that I'm seeing on a lot of yeah. people's mock drafts. But you guys really do One every year there's an Iowa tight end. It's the tight like... ends out out there. Um, so just a, one more for you before we let you go, because obviously another thing that Ryan Poles is, has been very adamant about in Chicago is kind of the, the personalities of the player and bringing in good guys, because former regimes, things got a little toxic in the, to- in the locker room for a while. And obviously I, as a team that wants to – win and build some longevity you want you want people to get along you want this you want the camaraderie in the locker room so what is it how would you explain Lucas Van Ness in that sense of just the type of person he is yeah uh how the character is is tremendous uh you know he did not do a lot of media interviews uh 
uh, but that's not a negative. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just, again, he didn't start. So, yeah. um, you know, there's only so much he can, you know, Iowa kind of controlled who they brought, but, uh, you know, he, he's just very serious about his craft. He's very, very serious about, doesn't want distractions outside of football. Uh, but he had definitely uh, just a great kid, just a really good kid, very smart kid too, uh, very intelligent. Um, and so, yeah, there will be zero concerns there in terms of character if, if the Bears drafted him. Yeah. So something something I had mentioned also is uh, I am I am a Iowa State Cyclone graduate of 2020. <laughs> uh, so I got to know mm-hmm. is how much do you think it hurt Lucas when he got to lose his last Cyhawk game against Iowa State? Ten seven, terrible oh. game. And they couldn't even get the dub. No, I mean, that was all the offense. In fact, uh, <laughs> he blocked two punts in that game. I he was, was yeah. going to say, he played very well, but he couldn't He couldn't pull yeah. it out for his team, though. You know, maybe he could have scored one of those punts. You know, might have helped. <laughs> he, <laughs> you know, actually, the first punt block of the game, it was like, I think after Iowa State's first possession, it was very early in the game. So, yeah, it was. Cause he blocked the punt, and Iowa did score. It was a two-play, 16-yard drive, like, in the first three minutes of the game. And then they never scored again, and they lost ten. Yeah, bad I, was I will say it life. felt it felt pretty good as a Cyclones fans finally getting that win after it was like what like five plus years yeah, something like that. Uh, so <laughs> never got to do it while I actually was exactly. in school. So you know I'll take it a little bit afterwards though. Exactly. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, thanks so much, Chad, for joining us. I know you have a busy week coming up the NCAA tournament. So enjoy that next week, and we really appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Well, thanks to Chad for hopping on with us. Really funny that he's dating Cole Komet's sister. Yeah, it's kind of, um, he's already got all the connections. Yeah, mean, like, he's already tech, like kind of a bear. Yeah. Um, and he's Bears fan, so that's always nice to have. Uh, it, I think that, like I said, he's dropped a little bit in this in this previous month or so. But I do think that obviously that edge position needs to be addressed so fiercely for the Chicago Bears. Um, it honestly, he could even be one that you could potentially, if this keeps happening, he could fall to that early second round. And if you grab somebody else at nine, whoever it may be, will go over all these potential places. Maybe you could get Lucas Van Ness in early, early thirties. Yeah. I mean, if someone falls down, so we're like the early second round, we have the two second round picks this year, you know, so we could obviously package those together and try and get back up so we could get another guy. Yeah. He's someone who I think is. Probably in terms of guys I want lower on my list, yeah. but I definitely see the appeal there. Like he's like an athletic freak. He's been mm-hmm. very productive at Iowa. Um, but you know, there still are some things that I'd rather would prefer to address first. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to guys like defensive ends and edge rushers, I think that it's important to take a guy that's going to be that you know what you're getting out of, especially where we're at this point in uh, the Bears rebuild. And I don't think we should be going for like long shots. Yeah, because you know, like Lucas Van Ness is a guy that like he could be very good, but like. As you said, he also never really started at Iowa. Yeah. It's a way different animal playing in the NFL like that. So having to deal with all of those factors, it could take him some time to truly hit his potential. Yeah. But guys like Tyree Wilson, guys like I don't even Miles Murphy, you know, yeah, those yeah. kind of guys who mm-hmm. have been starters for a long time playing for big time programs. I'm not saying Iowa's in a big time program that yeah. plays against big time teams. Well and their defense was absolutely and it was incredible. Amazing. Yeah, but like year, yeah. you could also say like he wasn't even the starter there. Yeah. So it's it's He's not someone that I would be upset about if we got, but also at the same time, I think there's other guys out of my list right now. Yeah, I agree. I'll just real quick before we end, we wrap this one up. Um, I'll just 
talk about read his overview on NFL uh, on NFL.com. So he's nicknamed Hercules, which Chad mentioned that, um, and that was by teammates. I mean, if you see him, I, I get it. He's yeah, huge. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so Van Ness is a well-developed defensive end with excellent lean mass and additional growth still to come. He's a power-centric prospect with force as he, uh, let's see, uh, he succeeds as both a run defender and pass rusher, which is definitely something we need. Um, Van Ness needs to work on hand attacks for quicker block shedding and to diversify his rush beyond the bull rush challenges. He's taken snaps inside at Iowa, but might need to keep filling out his frame before he's ready to succeed as a run stuffer and pass rusher and a 3-4 front, which obviously we don't even have that, so it, that would also be a question of what they do with Van Ness. But Van Ness is more of a splash player that has consistent force on tape, but he, pre- but he possesses projectable traits that should that allow for continued ascension as a pro. So like you said, it's a little bit of a work. It's a little bit of a chance. Um, it's not somebody who I think they're expecting to come in and right away be consistently good. He's mm-hmm. going to have big splash plays where you're like, holy crap, this kid's really good. And one of the things I read about him a lot is he is very, very, very good at bull rush. Like that is his thing, but that is like almost his main thing. I was like, going to say, you got to have, that, you gotta have a little bit of versatility much. in the way you attack NFL offensive yeah. linemen because they are the best offensive linemen in college football. So yeah. like you're playing against the best of the best. And like, yeah, that might work against some random crap tackle from Rutgers, but when you're playing, you know, uh, they have Bakhtiari on the Packers every yeah. week or whoever it might be, it's going to be a lot harder. Yes. Uh, so that'll be, so that's our first episode down, Lucas Van Ness. We have, a, uh, I think, eight or nine left of guy, potential guys that we're going to be talking about. Um, so we will catch you actually tomorrow because we have another episode dropping tomorrow. And um, so thanks for listening. This is Making Monsters. I'm Taylor Dole. That's Dylan Ryan. And we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>